I did press play, it just takes a second to go. Technology. Hmm. Now it's got the build up. Man, it shouldn't, shouldn't supposed to be stairway to heaven. <laughs> 38 minute solo. What's up, Dumpa? First show of the year, Bumper. No, because I, I do know because everybody's sister comes around. No, you can never turn your back on family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's enough of that. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> what's up, everybody? Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome to the shit show. <laughs> we guarantee. We will be the biggest 90-minute waste of your life. Unless you've dated Jimbo. What? Uh, no, I didn't say 9.3 seconds, which is also his 40 time. Um, anywho, <laughs> it's our first episode of the new year. We took a couple weeks off, main, mainly because... Uh, Shaggy Shaggy's screwed, a up jackass. His, <laughs> screwed up his work schedule and forgot to ask off, so had to work over the initial week off. Yeah, so so Mike says, hey, we're not doing it this week. We'll be back next week. And then Thursday, Mike calls me and says, well, we're still not doing an episode this week, but I'm not leaving town until oh. next week. Oh, and by the way, what are you doing next weekend? Hudson would love to see you. So. And of course they do. Hudson and Harp love me. Yeah, they definitely... Well, I also do bribe the shit out of them with treats. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did. I mean, how do, how do you think I get, I, I get girls to talk to me? <coughs> Hudson, definitely. Yeah. Here's Hudson. <coughs> Give him a treat and he'll touch your nipple. So, <coughs> anywho. Dante, those are the things... Never mind. No, don't teach him that. They frown upon that nowadays. The world's a kind of are you Wait, place. are you kidding me? He is an 18-year-old. He probably knows more because of the internet than we ever will. What you talking about? That's fair. That's fair. Um, listen, sometimes I got to go to the internet and, like, I'm like, oh. Oh, no, I'm not definitely not into that one. <laughs> right, but um, you never know until you click on it. Yeah, I mean, and then I watch it just in case I change my mind. Right? You gotta give it. You gotta give it a little time to see if it, it responds. Ay ay ay! You know that's how fetishes are discovered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. wow. All right. <laughs> 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 Woo. Speaking of fetishes, I watched this show on Netflix. Um. Can't can't remember. How about a sex dungeon? No. no, no. That 
that's a hilarious show on Netflix. If you need, if you haven't seen it, I directed an, that. It's an old British lady, <clears throat> and she is hilarious. Yeah, she used my basement for the model. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't get out there because it's been taken over by spiders. Because you know they they get more lucky than I do. But anywho, don't working on changing that. Working on changing that. So. Um, this documentary I watched on Netflix, uh, as 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 a non-meat eater, whenever they come out, I wasn't always, it Netflix that made you a non-meat eater. Yes, and then it keeps reinforcing it, um, because the initial study they looked at like professional physical professional physical top of the line athletes, right? So this one just looks at average fucking people. Right. Um, it looks at twins, though. So it's the first time they've ever done a study with twins. No, son. In in this capacity. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. oh. I'm oh. sorry. Because there have been plenty of experiments yes. with twins in history. Yes, yes. And if you just type that in, um, fun with twins at pornhub.com, you're going to find a lot of knowledge. But... Yep. This particular thing looked at, they took twins, did an initial medical evaluation of them. Uh Uh One twin then was forced to go vegan for eight weeks. One twin went on a uh, very high protein normal diet that um, all the meals were sent to them. So, like, it was very controlled. Mm -hmm. And once again, science proves uh, getting your protein from plant-based things is better for you and better for the environment than getting it from... You know why I eat so much beef? Because of the carbon footprint footprint that cows put on the planet. So I am doing my part in eliminating as many cows no, as I can. No, you're doing the opposite. No, I'm eliminating no, as many as I can. Every cow you eliminate... Dude, i got to eat two cows now because you listen, don't eat a cow listen, anymore. But no, that's the wrong... That's the wrong thought. You're not mathing. That's Mercer math, dude. Listen. <laughs> every cow you eat then becomes 1,000 more acres. Holy shit, everybody jumped off. They didn't want to hear this. Yeah, nobody wants to hear your vegan bullshit. I mean, your um, vegan right, so proactiveness. Anyways, Mike. we're going to move on. See, wow. That, is, that was like a really powerful statement. Yeah, come back, bitches. So, <laughs> um, oh, thanks, fun. Um, so, anywho. This episode is actually going to be a two-parter. Because when we started digging into this fellow, fellow, fella, fella, we decided that there's just, there's too much shit. There's too much stuff. So we had to break it down. Um, before, though, we talk about that, I feel like we need to give a shout out to our two only fans. Only friends. Our only friends. No shout out to Dare. Shout out the wheels. We love you both. We will we will not be at work tomorrow there, just in case you're listening. Uh Thumpa, I'm not really sure what my birthday plans are. 
Um, feel free to come kidnap me. And, uh, I don't know. It's whatever. What was that? Good question. My pen? Why'd you throw a pen at me, Tom? Seemed like the cool thing to do, Mike. See, Mike, this is why we can't give him any pens, because he loves just throwing them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's better than Hudson Hughes. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what I got. I really not, I'm really, I'm wide open, Thumper. I'm wide open, Thumper. So, kind of like his usual Saturday night. Oh, wait, we yeah. don't worry about how you pay your bills. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We don't judge here. So let, let's dig into our main man. Hold on, I got it. Oh well, before we get into that, uh, the Mike has a drink team has gone high tech. We have. We are we are coming to you live from the Mike has a drink live iPad and. Uh, my notes are, I forget, one, four, two, nine, one. Hold on, I forgot my password. Um, my notes are now on the Mike Has a Drink iPad. I was a little disappointed to find out that I could not actually plug microphones and recording boards into either of these. That's because of the fruit symbol on the back. Yeah. I mean, I mean. It's, it is possible. They want you to buy the professional model. Uh, but anywho. Oh, what's up? What's up, work wife? Shout out. Shout out to you. Shout out to my main man, uh, who is your real husband. Um, my work competition. I, I always appreciate when I get messages from him. Um <laughs> Usually, usually they're kind of on the threatening nature. Alex was just here and then is now backing back up. Uh, must have figured something out. So, um, but let's dig in. We've been building up when we did our serial killer thing. We kind of avoided this fella. Because he's not. And, and that's, yeah, I agree, Tom. Like, he... I need the ice for mine, do you? Probably. Do I just need to... What? You just want me to like fill up a bigger cup to bring back here? Sure. There we go. Um, yeah, he threatens me. Uh, yeah, you should probably check. Make sure nobody's on the porch. What's that say? Um, I'm sick. Weird face. Ryan threatens you. L-M-F-A-O. I'm assuming there's a curse word in there. Uh, as a Canadian, we do not curse. So... Um, our, our, our topic, while well, everybody else has stopped recording me, phone, is, uh, a young gentleman by the name of Charles Miles Maddox. At first, that was no name. No name Maddox. No name Maddox. He's born November 12th of 1934, and then unfortunately passed away. November 19th, 2007. <laughs> of, uh, he did not die of natural causes. Well, he did. It was just... He died, well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, his parents, his mom, or as they say out in Western PA, his mom, mm-hmm. 
My mom was Ada Kathleen Maddox. Who was 16. Who was from, yeah, she was young, young. Times were different back then. Um, from Ashland, Kentucky. His father was Colonel Walker Henderson Scott Sr. Uh, is this a real town? Cattlesburg? I wonder what the main occupation was in Cattlesburg. Prostitution and mess. Probably cows. Cattlesburg, Kentucky. Colonel, Colonel was a hit-and-miss mill worker, but he had the local reputation as a con artist. Ada believed that the colonel was in the army. When she told him, she somehow became pregnant. Uh, this, this week's episode is sponsored by Crown Royal. Fine Canadian product, by the way. Uh, our second leading in, uh, export behind maple syrup. Um, Poor lady. Um, was that she believed that the colonel was in the army. When she told him she was pregnant, he informed her that he was being caught away on a mission and he never returned. Colonel had nothing to do with a military rank. It was actually his name. So... Poor young Charlie never knew his biological father. August of 1934. Uh-oh. Ada married William Eugene. What's wrong? Oh, that happens all the time. Hey, we're going to... Tom's going to talk here a little bit about... William Eugene Manson. Tom is going to... Once I give Tom my notes. Because Tom skipped the normal shit like usual. See, it was almost Mike spilling something. Never happened. So in 34, uh, Ada married William Eugene Manson. He was a laborer at a dry cleaning business. Uh, Ada went on drinking sprees with her brother Luther, leaving... Poor Charlie with random babysitters. The marriage did not last long. You know, I fucking wonder why. Uh, William filed for divorce, citing gross neglect of duty. Ada and Luther were later arrested in uh, August 1, 39, for assault and robbery and were sentenced to five and ten years respectively. Um, I'm coming. Do you have... The, um, I don't want to. Do I have to what? All right, I'm back. Hey, lady. I don't have that. Go ahead. I got, because I wasn't sure if that was. Yeah. At one point, though, his mother is so hard up for a drink that she actually sells him for a pint of beer. And well, upon learning about this, his uncle, uh, the brother, yeah, uh, Ada's brother gets super pissed and spends all this time tracking little Charlie down and bringing him home. Right. And this now is you see, with what happens when he grows up, you kind of got to wonder if maybe he shouldn't have 
Uh, I mean, I know it'd be really fucking hard to do, you know, um, but... Oh, what's up? What's up? My bowling boy. My bowling partner's on. I, I, and I use that term loosely. He bowls like 260s and I bowl 100. We balance each other out. Hmm. So, um... I, let me go back uh, to where I was before Lady distracted me. So, did you talk about how they were on, went on drinking sprees? Mm -hmm. He got left with random babysitters. Yes, sir. The marriage didn't last. Yep. And then Ada and Luther were arrested on August 1st of 1939 for assault and robbery and were sentenced to five and ten years, respectively. My exact words. <laughs> It's like we got the notes from the same place. Yeah. Um, so Charlie then, poor Charlie, man. I, you got to feel bad for him. Poor Charlie was placed with his aunt and uncle and Mimi Chan, West Virginia. I didn't say that right. Let me take some of my teeth out. West Virginia. Oh, 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 now I recognize it. Ada gets released in 1942 and Charlie, quote, says... I was in heaven. This was the happiest time in my life. What's he, like, seven? Yeah. And this is the happiest time ever. And he's given this interview 30 years later. Right. Um, happiest time of my life. They quickly moved to Weirton, West Virginia. Mom spends her time while living there, binge drinking, disappearing for days at a time. Charlie develops his favorite pastime of skipping school. <sighs> Ada makes a mistake and gets arrested for grand larceny. It was accidental. She, but she's not convicted. The family immediately packs up and moves to Indianapolis. And Ada, who, at this point, I'm convinced, just falls in love with the first red flag that walks past her, falls in love again. And she marries Louis Cavender Jr. I feel like this guy should have, like, one of, those, yeah, one of those old English outfits on. My name is Louis Cavender Jr. We're back up to four. Would you like to come? to our estate for the weekend and watch while I play polo. Hey, what do those fancy people say when they're having an orgasm? Oh, good heavens, I'm arriving. <laughs> Please don't stop it. <laughs> um, and, you know, the leopards meet at probably the greatest place you could ever meet your spouse at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. And... At this point, old, old poor little Charlie starts becoming misunderstood with the law. Yes. Um, so mainly it, about petty larceny and uh, pimping. Yeah. Well, the pimping's a little bit later, but initially, at age nine, he gets in trouble for the first time because he goes to school and decides, I don't feel like being at school today, and sets the school on fire. Well, Got him on school the rest of the day. <laughs> he got dismissed, and he was, guess what? For one day, little Charlie was the most popular kid on the block. 
<laughs> but he runs into some trouble then with truancy and petty theft. Mm-hmm. At age 13, he gets placed in the Giobaldi, whatever. I don't speak Indian like I'm from Indiana. If you know anybody from Indiana, G-Bone. ask them to travel translate. But he gets sent to the Giobalt School for Boys in Indiana. The school's run by Catholic priests. Uh-uh. So... I hear that, and initially I know he's going to get the best care possible. He's not going to be asked to do any favors for wine or to serve communion or to or, get a little extra or, in little you know, help the priest in confession. Anywho, um, it was very strict. He runs away. When he runs away the first time, he spends his time sleeping under bridges, camping in the woods, and sleeping in abandoned buildings until he ends up at his aunt and uncle's house in West Virginia again. I gotta move him out on camera. Do you want me to move the camera? No, um, well, yeah, that would help too. So, um, and then freaking mom takes him back. Doesn't want to hear anything he has to say about how horrible the place is. Takes him back. In 1946, he runs away again. This time, it's his first documented robbery. He robs a grocery store for food because he's starving. Then he breaks into another house, finds a cigar box Mm. that has $100 in it. He uses that $100 to rent a beautiful studio hotel room in Skid Row. He decides, hey, you know what? I've been getting in trouble a lot. It's time for me to straighten my shit up. So he gets to work and goes to work for Western Union delivering messages. Well, before this. Oh, before this. Um, he has been quoted saying that that is also where he discovered Scientology. And. Um, okay. In the infamous book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, which apparently was published in 1936 and has sold over 30 million copies worldwide. I've read that book. Have you? Yes. How do you, how do you think that we became friends, Tom? You walked out and you said, were, hey, you want a beer? Listen, but because of that book, I looked across the driveway mm-hmm. said, I have a feeling this guy likes beer. According to How to Win Friends, I should offer him a beer. Mm-hmm. Voila! And here we are. Yeah, good. So, he eventually starts breaking the law again, gets caught, gets sent to the infamous Boys Town, but he's sent to, like, Wait, an no, offshoot. Maybe shoot. Boys Town was where he found Scientology. It, I think Scientology comes a little bit later, but it's okay. It's somewhere in here. Um... Gets sent to Boys Town. Not, and the poor guy doesn't even get sent to the cool one where they learn to skateboard. He gets sent to Nebraska. That's Dogtown. Uh, well, that makes a lot more sense. 
Um, he's there for about four days and escapes. With uh, another young man named Blackie Nelson. They steal a gun and a car. They commit two robberies and end up at Nelson's uncle house in Peoria, Illinois. We're gonna we're gonna get that. We're gonna get to their wheels. What's it say? He's still a juvenile right now. What's it? He knew a beach boy and took a time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting their wheels. Wheels. You gotta pace yourself, brother. Brother, that's why the intro music was what it was tonight. You gotta you gotta that's... put the apple on the sure. caramel or whatever that saying says. You've been the. Per- what? Why would why would you ever go to that town, Peoria, Illinois? Um, there's like I I hear that and I think of cornfields. Mm-hmm. What up, Shags? Cornfields and cows and pig farms. Oh, you went to a racetrack there. That makes sense. Jesus, fellas. So you pulled in and pulled out and then pulled in. Yeah. Why? I didn't know they said sold that stuff as sheets. Anywho, so uh, Nelson's uncle takes him on as apprentices. Apparently, he wasn't a great teacher because Charlie gets caught again and sent to a reform school in Indiana. And I don't remember, I didn't write the name down. But while in Indiana, other students. After being encouraged by a staff member, rape little poor little Charlie oh. multiple times. Uh. He attempts to run away eighteen times. He says this is the place where he developed his insane technique, where he would start screeching, waving his arms around, and speaking nonsense. February of 1951, he escapes with two other boys, and they attempt to go to California. They commit three armed robberies and get arrested in Utah. So apparently, there's more than Mormons in Utah. They also have police. I have no idea. You just left them there or something? They try to go to California. They caught. He gets sent now because it's a stolen car. He gets sent to a federal youth prison. He gets sent to the National Training School for Boys in Washington, D.C. They obviously, whenever you go to any of those places, they give you tests. He tests as illiterate. Right. But they test his IQ, and he comes out at a 109, which is not middle of the road. Right, not a genius, but something. Not digging in the diaper looking for snacks, kind of thing. So while there, though, he you gets, leave Jimbo out of this. Sorry, Jimbo. I hey, I don't care. We, I'm sorry, I forgot. We don't kin shame here. So he gets diagnosed as aggressively antisocial, and because of his behavior, he gets transferred to the National Bridge Honor Camp. And this is his first actual imprisonment. His aunt comes up, speaks to the warden, to the parole board, and says, um, 
Joseph. Let him out early. He can come live with me again in West Virginia. There's a hearing that gets scheduled with the plans of releasing him to his aunt in February of 1952. Oh, damn. But in January, poor Charlie makes a bad decision. <laughs> How many and, bad decisions? And gets caught raping another student at knife point. Uh-oh. Whoops. I'm, well... Turn your sheets for your brother. Uh, listen, listen. It's that Scientology shit. Scientology even... Yeah, I mean, look at Tom Cruise. I try not to. Oh, yeah, because he'll rape you. Maybe. <laughs> he'll have all his other friends hold you down and rape you because he's a fucking itty-bitty. Tom Cruise is like the perfect size to be an Oompa Loompa in the new mm. Charlie... Um, the views of Mike are not necessarily the views of Winks from Mike Has a Drinks that listen, I'll see. Listen, I'm from Canada. We've got certain parts of immunity here, I'm sure. <laughs> so he gets sent to a federal reformatory school in Virginia. While there, he commits, commits, commits eight serious disciplinary, di, what's the word? Disciplinary. Thank you. Offenses. And these are all, this is quotes, three of which are of homosexual acts. Mm. He gets now sent to a maximum security facility oh, in Chillicote, Chicote. Ohio. Which, do you know what that city is famous for? Mm, they had a reform school for people that raped people. And? Uh, they invented Chile. That's where the uh, Easy Riders National Motorcycle Rodeo is every year. Oh, that's cool. At least they got something positive going for them. Fuck yeah. That's like the only positive thing happening in Ohio. That's, uh... Except except this year, the Browns are in the playoffs, like... Well, no, no, this year, Ohio and Progressive. What's that? Legalized wreck. Oh. Uh, that was probably accidental. <laughs> Um, did you know, I don't know. I, they, listen, they're all illiterate in that state, which is why I'm Team PA at Border Wars on March 24th. We're coming, Big Perm! He ain't even on. No. Uh, Jack Shield. What is that? You're going to have to explain that one. Um, um I don't know. I'm going to interject with a little interesting factoid. About how Ohio is America's unshaved armpit? No, if you uh, ask Kurt Angle, that's Pittsburgh. Mm. Who cares about him? Not He's me. from fucking Clarion. Um, at one point during his extensive stays in and out of youth, youth incarceration... They were, they, were called, they were vacations. He asked um, the the vacation leaders to not let him out of vacation land because he was not ready. That comes a little later. Is that a little bit later? The article I read read did not have a date on it, so I wasn't sure. You're right. That comes after he learns how to play the guitar. Oh, is that what it is? So, um, it was expected he'd, he'd be in the prison system until he aged out at 21, which would have been November of 1955. 
But because of good behavior, I don't know how you get out early when you create heinous acts and you're raping kids at knife point. Um, but, you know, hey, who are we to judge? It was a different time, I guess. Um, he gets early release May of 54. He goes to West Virginia. January of 55, old Charlie, freaking thing. I'm going to have to set that. Anybody know how you can stop these things from going to sleep so soon? Um, I think you can do it in some I'm sure you can too, but I just need someone. Where's our BFF? She can tell me how to do this. So January 1955, old little Charlie falls in love. Marries the most beautiful girl in the world. Little Rosie. Rosie Willis. I didn't know Willis was the last name, but yeah, Little Rosie. She gets pregnant. They move to California. In a stolen car. Let me tell you something. If you're just getting out of spending like your last eight years of juvenilehood in reform schools and federal prisons, moving from West Virginia to California in a stolen car is probably not a good idea. Well, no. I mean, because back then they didn't have radios that reach that far. But it doesn't matter because it still, it still falls under that whole federal law, right? Right. You're Cross committing, state lines you're committing yeah. crimes across state lines, right? right, right. right? So, uh, she's pregnant. Tells Charlie he needs to figure out how he's going to support the family. So he does what he does best. At least what he thinks he does best. Because let's be honest, at this point... He sucks at it. He's pretty fucking shitty at being no. a criminal. No. Huh? He's in the driveway. Probably Chelsea. Maybe Chelsea? Um, um, I, I don't know. I forget what yeah, I'm I know. He fucking threw us off on that joke. Something about so, him. Wife stuff. pregnant. Needs to figure out how he's going to support the family. Goes back to what he does best, even though he's gotten mm. committed every time he's tried to do it. Mm. He decides, uh, I'm going to go out. I'm going to start robbing stores again so I can support my family. Now, this oh, sounds like a joke. Oh, little Charlie gets caught. Now, this sounds like a joke, but it is a real dude I met and one of my favorite furniture deliveries ever in my career. Dude was definitely connected, right? Mm hmm. He's talking to us. We're delivering a whole house full of furniture, easily over a fifty thousand dollar order. This whole house, and he's like, "Yeah, I just got out of prison for robbing a bank." And he's like, "You know what the number one thing about being in prison for robbing a bank that pissed me off was?" I said, "What's that?" He goes, "The number one dumbass question I got asked: How much did you get away with? None, you dumb shit. I'm sitting in here with you." Uh, the question should have been, how much did, <coughs> did you, you try to try to get away? With it? Yeah, how much did you hide? <laughs> so he gets caught. Wife is pregnant. Poor Rosie, pregnant. He gets arrested in Indianapolis. This dude did not sit still. Gets arrested in Indianapolis in March of '56. Gets sentenced to three years in prison. At Terminal Island in Los Angeles. While he's in prison, Rosie has the baby. Yep. Little Charlie Jr. Little Charlie Jr. 
brings him to prison one time. <coughs> she feels so uncomfortable with having the little baby in prison. Moves out of Charlie's mom's house, never to be seen again. Charlie Jr. never met Charlie Sr. Now, well, uh, something tells me Charlie Jr. is not Charlie Jr.'s real name. I mean, it probably got changed at some point. Right. But at the time, that's what it was. So, disappeared, never meets us, never meets. September of 1958, poor little Charlie. I wonder if he knows. Who knows? Charlie Jr.? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a good question, because I, I, I sure would hope, after the fact, because he still would have been young, Charlie's mom remarried and changed that name. Right. Because when he moved out of Charlie, when she moved them out of Charlie's mom's mom, Charlie's Charlie, mom's house, yep. Yeah, that was what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. She moved in with her new boyfriend. So hopefully they got married and there was never a connection. <clears throat> because that would be terrifying. Am I going to turn out like poor little Charlie Sr.? Uh, Hello, beautiful. Uh, yeah, we're doing okay, too. Yeah. Oh, old man. How's it going? Um, feel free to grab one of those sweet wines to take home as your Christmas gift. Um, there's either sweet white or sweet red. Honest to God, that's what they were called. <coughs> I bought them to support the kids that travel, play travel baseball. It's for the kids. Okay. Uh, oh, Mike, we gotta call timeout. Timeout. Because Chelsea's um, <coughs> gonna hand you a present that she got for me that is really for us. <coughs> well, first off. Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, we got a little card, a little card here. <laughs> she put right. your name in a heart. She put my name in a heart. That's <coughs> Specify it was not Chelsea that put his name in a heart. Mike and Macy, look at oh, that. Oh, she's my girl. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, we're all, we're all hands and I actually have hair. She put hair. She drew hair. She gave me you. hair. <laughs> Show the picture with your hair, Mike. <laughs> uh, just in case you're wondering, that was me. <laughs> so. <laughs> What is this? Merry Christmas. Home wet bar. Okay. I, they, they, this actually made me tear up when I opened it. I'm not going to lie. It did. It hit me. You know this is fancy when in the box. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, this is fucking awesome. Mike has a drink. Ultra rare edition. I have the Mike version. And the tall one is the one that's right beside it. Worst podcast ever. <laughs> she was saying, she this was is saying. fucking awesome. The problem is. You're going to break it. It's glass. I know. There's a warranty on it. Oh, well, does it cover you it, and Tom? 
me and Tom. Yeah, you're the only two to break shit here. <laughs> <laughs> I have replaced way more than I have broken. Absolutely, and then she's broken them all. <laughs> what? <laughs> I broke one. Um, go back to three weeks ago when Chelsea fucking shattered the whole place. No, I <laughs> so. didn't. These, these are awesome. These are awesome. So that's what we're using next week to drink out of. Oh, good lord. I gotta find somewhere safe for them. <laughs> I'll put them by the keg. Uh, they're, uh, dr- they're cups that have our emblem and our names on them. So, that's pretty sweet. Thank you, baby. That's pretty dope. Like yeah, I said, real cool. Like when I said, when I opened that up, man. That's actually- better than my cigarette penis pirate. That was pretty cool. I thought it was. was but like, it only works with her cigarettes. Oh. I'm too long. Well, you gotta stop stop overcompensating. <laughs> Undercompensating? After all these years, Mike, I finally figured it out with your help. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Instead of having a lifted truck, listen, I just bought long cigarettes. Listen, sometimes it's okay to be the little guy in the room. <laughs> so. Apparently, girls don't judge. It's, it's yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Just like guys are interested in personalities. Anywho. Oh, you're right. That's true. I can't say that on air, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more interested in pussy out. Never mind. Anywho. So. That's oh, not what I said. That is not what Tom said. So, anyways, September of 1958. Wow, we are down to one viewer. Dude, uh, you thank, had to make that thank, joke. Thank God nobody was here to see it. Yeah, whatever. So, September of 1958, he's out on parole. By November, Charlie... He's a new man. He reinvents himself, Tom. This fucking thing. <laughs> the new official Mike has a drink official iPad. I was going to see about to get thrown one. against the I official pads. wall. iPads. Yeah, no, but that's the only iPad yeah. that's about to get thrown against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's got one of those shatterproof case things. So he reinvents himself, decides he's going to go out on a new career path. Charlie becomes a pimp. Hmm. Starts pimping out a 16 year old girl. Uh, how old is he? Older than that. Yeah. He's got to be 21, 22 at this uh. time. So he has her, his little girl, his 16 year old girl, is making him some income. It's not enough for old Charlie to get by. So he finds himself a sugar mama. So between the two. Charlie seems to be doing okay until he gets caught trying to cash a forged. Listen, there's there's cashing forged checks, mm-hmm. and then there's cashing forged forged U.S. Treasury checks that you steal out of someone's mailbox. He gets arrested, goes to court, is about to get sentenced to ten years in prison. When Leona Stevens stands up and makes a tearful plea about how her and poor Charlie are in love and please don't 
Send him away. We are about to get married. I'll make sure he stays on the straight and narrow. So he gets a judge that's soft. The sentence gets suspended. Him and Leona get married. And everything's going great. Until old Charlie. Yeah. Puts Leona and another girl in a car and drives across the couple state lines. Again. 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 Fucking learn from your mistakes, dude. You know? Across state lines to New Mexico. Which violates his parole. But on top of it, he's now taking prostitutes across state lines. Underage. Underage prostitutes. So now he's 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 committed like a double federal whammy. Which is not fun. He realizes he fucked up. Finally gets arrested in Texas. Wait, time out. Mm -hmm. Don't forget. We gotta bring up our special edition episode we're doing on the night of the twenty first. Oh we no, we will. Shit, shit, we will. No. Shit. So um, <laughs> he gets arrested in Texas, gets sent back to California to serve a ten year sentence. During this ten year sentence, he finds a favorite hobby. Masturbate oh oh no no guitar, no. guitar. No, no. Oh. Listening to terrible tales from Tom. You know? Hold on. No wonder he went so crazy. <laughs> Can you Alright. Now this first one is a submitted joke by intern Pops. Right. A real person, by the way. A real dad. Mm. He hollers out today. I'm working in the garage, working on my table and building. He's hey, you got a second? Not really. He's there, just come here. I go to the door of the garage and he goes, What has five toes, but is it your foot? Uh, he said that to me too. I don't know the answer. My foot. He said he said the same thing, but he goes. Yeah. Are you sure this is from Pops? And that that's from Pops. Jimbo's even saying he said the exact same thing. To the same thing he uh, like, because it's from Pops. He said. Listen, just so we're clear, if that was yours, oh, it would have definitely been a bit. Oh. It definitely been a bit. What this one's about to be. <clears throat> you know pirates, you know, they walk around peg legs, right? Okay. Imagine a female pirate, but instead she loses a boob. That'd be messed up, wouldn't it? Hey. <laughs> 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 so anyways, thanks for joining us on I know. We like we've told you since we've started, we will do our best to waste. But the best part of the night ninety is, minutes. No, the best part of the night is after I've done my jokes because then it's just smooth sailing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you got a wooden tit. So ah well. 
Termites would be a motherfucker. Well, the, the problem is the guys end up with lots of splinters in their tongues. So, anyways, Ugh. while he's serving this sentence. No, see, that's why beards, protection from the splinters. Ah, uh, fair enough, fair enough. So, follically impaired people. So, uh, during his sentence, he, he takes guitar lessons from Alvin Creepy Carpus. Who is. That sounds like. Knowing nothing about the man, I'm just going to assume he's a blues player. Yeah. Because with yeah. a name like that? Yeah. Knowing nothing <clears throat> about the guy, I feel like he's like one of the people from like um, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Which ones? You ever saw that one with Jack Skeleton or whatever? Mm-hmm. This is this is our friend Creepy Carpus. Never mind. In my head, it was funny. Yeah. So, anyways, he was the leader of the infamous Baker Carpus gang. And this is something that old Charlie will tell everybody until the day he dies. What are you looking at? I did not know that. You didn't know that? No, at all. Yes. Wow. So, during this time. That man is my Charlie, fucking hero. Char- yeah, he's awesome. But Charlie decides that he's going back to L.A. He's going to get on the straight and narrow. I have stories to tell. I now can play the guitar. I want to start singing and making records. So someone gives him the contact information for a producer at Universal Studios named Phil Kaufman, who Charlie then bugs the shit out of. Mm. But while there, one of his fellow prisoners... The man. At the time. The myth. You want to talk about turning your fucking life around. The Mexican legend himself. Danny Trio. This guy has been a... Like a confirmed Sicario in his youth to completely turn it around and be an anti-drug advocate. You go from being a badass fucking killer to one of the nicest dudes in the fucking world. Right, and and every movie you touch turns to gold. Um, You know why, and I love this. You know, a lot of actors do their own stunts, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You know why Danny Trejo never did his own stunts? And it was quoted, it was uh, one of his, uh, he was, I think he was being interviewed by Playboy magazine. And he goes, why the fuck do I want to put people out of work to prove my balls are big? Yeah. They got families to feed, mm-hmm. I'm going to let them feed their families. I don't care if you think yeah. I'm a tough guy or not, I'm not jumping yeah. out of a helicopter. Right. Listen, I know I'm a tough guy. I know what I did in my past. Right. Let this man eat. <clears throat> so while there, though, the two participate in the hypnosis therapy sessions together. That's all I have on that. I don't know that they remain friends or anything like that. I, I always, I always said, um, experimenting with substance A and or B over the years. Mm-hmm. I've always said that I've wanted to try the Native American one peyote. Okay. But, I had always said that I would only ever do it with one of two people. Mm. An actual shaman 
Or Danny Trejo. Well, you better hope he doesn't have a big reaction because he'll fucking, he'll never be hurt. Well, no, and, you know, Danny Trejo would never do it again right. after his youth and right. shit. So. Right, right. So neither one of them are ever going to happen, so, so I'm never going to do so, peyote. So but what? still. I mean, that's fair. So during this time, poor Charlie's mom wants to reconnect. Holy text message from hell. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Char- Charlie's mom decides that she wants to reconnect and is hoping that well at this time was she like four years older than him? <laughs> I mean pretty close so hoping that he will now finally forgive her for allowing his first wife and Charlie Jr. to move out she moves out to Washington which is close to wherever he is and works as a waitress in 1964, the love, second love of his Joseph, life, Leona, divorces him. One of, and I was kind of surprised to see this part, but one of the falsehoods or myths during this time is that Manson actually auditioned for the monkeys. No. He did not. Because when the monkeys were formed, he was still in prison. Now, it's possible he had someone record him singing songs and sent... I don't know, back then, are they recording still on 8-tracks? Phonographs. Phonographs or the big fucking wheel thing? Right, the big wheel thing that's like in the, mm-hmm. in the piano, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, it's possible he had something recorded and sent it, but he did not and was not able... To attend an in-person right. audition. However, he does eventually become friends with Beach Boy. He does. Dennis Wilson. You're, you're, you're kind of... What's the thing about a shark and... Oh, jumping the shark? That's it. We're not quite there, but we're super close, dude. I know you're fucking chomping at the bits. Yeah, because I skip all this stuff. I know. So, he finally gets out... That was not Tom or Chelsea. Uh, or me. Uh, I didn't even move. It came from right in front of you. It's like a fucking earthquake or something. Um, so, do 1968, he gets out, sent, you know, on parole in L.A., moves to Berkeley. Here we go again. Charlie's fucking up. Oh, great. But Charlie now has learned from his mistakes. He walks in. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't say it was stuck. But he learned from his mistakes because that's technically a violation of his parole. He does the right thing, walks into the San Francisco parole office, reports that he has moved. And this is where shit really becomes sketchy, okay? He's given... This gentleman by the name of Robert Smith as his probation officer, his P.O. Mm -hmm. Robert Smith was a doctoral candidate doing research in criminology. Okay? So, his main job was working at what was called the Height Ashbury Free Medical Clinic. I don't know what that is. So as time goes on, Manson 
and the rest of his quote-unquote family because at this point he starts collecting young females into his entourage. Okay, mm -hmm. um, Woody Allen style. Yeah. So they attend the clinic regularly. The clinic received funding mm. from the National Institutes of Health and reportedly a three-letter agency who shall not be named starts with a C, ends with a Canadian favorite word. What are you talking about, eh? That's the one. Um, and I see what you did there. So, the whole par purpose of this clinic was to study the effects of drugs like LSD and methamphetamines on the counterculture movement in San Francisco. So, they were focusing on the free love, the peace, love, and happiness, the hippie groups. So, this is where I said to Tom earlier that the government... It created and is responsible partially at some point to what happens in episode two. Okay. Um, which, and, and my argument to support that is the, um, you know, him essentially begging the parole board of saying, which I think I heard you touching on when I was in the restroom, but he wasn't ready to be he released. He did not want to be released. Right. He said, please just let me stay here. I've spent half of my 32 years at this point in prison. I know how to function in prison. He institutionalized. Yeah. That's the word you're looking for. Yeah. That's the word. So he was begging to stay in yeah, prison. Yeah, and they said, nah, you're going to go, and we're going to go ahead and move you down to, to uh, Berkeley. So... He Smith, who then writes a book at some point. Where are we at? Fifty-eight. No. Notes that during this time, the changes to Charlie's personality were the most abrupt and severe that he's ever observed. And this is when Charlie sits down and really focuses on his philosophy of life. While in prison before the release is when Charlie studies Scientology. Scientology. And and credits Scientology for changing his aggression and uses that as a point to get an early release. And it's even listed in certain certain public documents that that's his religion at this point. Do you have any more on the Scientology thing? All right, thank you. Okay. So, even The next thing I got is um, the Dennis Wilson. Oh, yeah, you're still ahead of me. Mm -hmm. So, um, the Scientology thing happens. He decides while he's on LSD, that's not quite where he wants to be. But while in San Francisco, Charlie, who must have been a charismatic motherfucker. Oh, time out. Wait. Time out, time out, time out. Okay. Wheels, if you're still there, my man, told you I'd bring it up. The uh, point you brought out to me earlier this week. Wheels, uh, Wheels ain't here. He's helping those young ladies out in Vegas pay for dental school. <laughs> a, 
common misconception. In nursing school, we don't judge here. You're going to say that because she's a nurse? <laughs> uh, just because I think it's expensive, probably. It's probably as expensive as being a dentist. I don't know. I would never want to do either. I wouldn't want to put my hand in someone's mouth, and I wouldn't want to put my hand near else. anybody's veins. Oh, veins, yes. Unless, like, I was, like, an evil villain, and I could reach in and grab your heart and pull it back out. And, and show it to you while it's still pumping. See your pumping blood and go, how you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> and in the background, you just hear, finish up. <laughs> yeah, what was that one, Scorpio or the ice guy? Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. Who was the one that <laughs> threw his hand out? That was Scorpion. That was my favorite fucking game. That was my favorite finish. <laughs> Anyways, God damn it! there goes my pen again. You're done. This You're is cut no, off. No, no, no. no I had to, no, I had to no. work hard to steal that pen no from more, Chelsea. No more pens for you. <laughs> no, well, it's now my you second can, favorite You can pen. have it when you leave, but you're no longer going to... That's how shit gets broken here, Tom. You start throwing your pens, and then it <laughs> knocks a glass off of the fucking counter, and it fucking... <laughs> Goes over there, it bounces, goes up in the air, knocks a skeleton off of the piano. The skeleton comes over, hits the bar, everything falls off the shelf and shatters. Like kind of what happened in uh, Shaggy's room when you were taking that shelf down? Uh, no, that was the IT guys. Oh, the IT guys. And that wasn't me, that was the cat. Um, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? I don't fucking know. I was going to say something too, then you stole my pen. No, I didn't steal it. You threw it at me <laughs> for the third time. Second. Mercer math. Third time. So. Uh, A Canadian exchange rate. Yeah, Second yeah. Time. You got, there is a currency exchange. We use Monopoly money. Um, so, while in San Francisco, this is where he starts attracting. Uh, uh, not subtracting. Attract. Uh, that's it. Uh, followers. The first one is a lady by the name of Mary Bruner. Oh, wait. Time out. Do you remember what you were going to say? Uh, yeah, that wheels. Okay. You had pointed out to me that earlier this week. Good. A uh, common misconception was that uh, Charles Manson was a Satanist. No. No association no. whatsoever with the Church no. of Satanism. No. And he, this goes back to the whole, even like when we talked about Son of Sam, right? Right. You want to, during this period, you want to fucking villainize somebody. You want to create you, public you fear and panic? You say they're a Satanist. Mm -hmm. And they're out in the field wearing coat heads, fucking jerking, jerking shit so the blood's spraying everywhere. And they're killing little girls. And that's not even fucking anything remotely close to what happens. No, that's just the initiation rate to no. the next whole fraternity. Yeah, that, that, mm. and, and the movie Dragnet. You never seen that movie with Dan Aykroyd? Not in years. Oh my God! They're dancing around and they're fucking. Uh, anywho. Blech. So, anyways, Mary, Mary Brun. Back to Mary Brun. We know that Charles Manson was not a Satanist. We will stick up for you. Up and down uh, the Vegas Boulevard, hopefully with some many, 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 many of your dancer friends' wheels. That are paying for uh, dental school. Um, 
Because Mike needs a teeth fixed. I, 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 I need something fixed. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Mary Breeder, 23-year-old graduate from the University of Madison, Wisconsin. She definitely fits his... What's the word? Profile. Yeah. He, he has a certain type of person. He has a certain profile. He's, he's got type. Yeah. He, he, he looks for naive, outcasts, people that don't fit in. What's what every good cult leader does. So that's where I've gone wrong. I'm going to fix that. So anyway, she graduates from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She's working as a library assistant at UC Berkeley. Uh, meets, meets old Charlie. Charlie convinces her that he should move in. They start. Do you know a why he's so charismatic? Because everybody thinks he's Jesus. Well, only because he tells them he is when they're tripping ass. That's true. <laughs> um, because of the how to win friends and influence people. See, read the book, people. You can start a cult too, or a podcast. Yeah, well, either or, either or. This podcast would be so much better if all of our listeners were on LSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This podcast would be so much better. Open that today. Open what today? The crown. That's not mine. I know. Did you just open it today? Uh, we're going to say no. Yeah, that's what I was. We're going to say that he opened so it. I will be driving. He opened it last Tuesday. Uh, Mike is the one who's more drunk than I am. Whatever. Mike getting, can't even keep his iPad unlocked. They're not getting my keys, <laughs> bastard. Well, something tells me sober Mike can't keep his iPad unlocked. No offense. Drunk Mike can't even unlock his iPad. <laughs> I forgot the password. Once again, I don't think sober Mike could open his iPad. Yeah, I got a, I got an issue. It was supposed to work with my thumb. It doesn't work. I'm going to need help with that, too. So, um... Whew. So, Mary Brewer, blah, 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 blah. Man, oh, oh, Charlie moves in. Before he moved in, his basic source of income was as a panhandler. So, is that like one of those dudes that plays the guitar on the street corner? And sometimes, sometimes they just sit there with a hat out. Money, just somebody uh, begging for money. I, I always picture him like singing the blues. Well, do you know why they call him a panhandler? Because he shook a pan. Yeah. Well, take a cup. Uh, I, I, I always envision it as da 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 da. My name is Charlie Manson. Da 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 da. Ten cup or pan? Yeah. Um. Did you want to hear my song or not? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Da 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 da. My name is Charlie Manson. Da 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 da. Come join my family. Da 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 da. We will take LSD. Da 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 da. And I'll have you kiss. Bunch of people. It's the wrong <laughs> Yeah. So, anywho. Uh, this is when Charlie hatches his plan. I know. Oh. Oof. Virgil. Sir Virgil. <laughs> Listen, you live in Texas. That's the perfect place to start a cult. We were thinking about moving to Waco. You're no David Caress, sir. Is that too soon? What are you talking about? 
He couldn't even play the blues. That's why he failed. I know. I can play the blues. We're going to succeed. Um, I just need a ukulele or something. <laughs> It'll just play a little bit different than yeah, a guitar. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Go What's ahead. that? Go ahead. What? I know. Say it in case I know. Guys <laughs> in like, outside are committing felonies. <laughs> yeah. Can't play a guitar. They got to play a ukulele because mm -hmm. it's more their size. I understand, Tom. <laughs> That's why I play the bongos. <laughs> Listen, I'm a grower, not a shower. So, anywho. I play the bongos because I'm too drunk for regular drums. <laughs> you can't play the bongos. You have to play something with only one. <laughs> I play the bong. There we go. Someone's got to take one out of the room before you start. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I definitely got the bong now. Somebody else gonna have to go. So the go the go went to Houston with Virgil. So he then convinces Mary to let let this girl that he meets, Lynette Squeaky from. You broke a bar stool. You broke my bar stool. I thought so. Oh, oh he did, man. He snapped that shit right in fucking half. Listen, it's old. Don't worry about it. How bad? It was, it was made out of a, Actually, he a could one fix by it. one. I very, no, you could fix it easily. I very easily can fix it. Oh, that's minor. I'm not concerned. No, because I, I was. I have more it. pieces outside. No, it don't matter. I'll fix it anyway. I'm not, I'm not sweating out. That's fixable. All the glasses that Chelsea breaks, not fixable. <laughs> I made up for it. Hey, she replaced. Oh, up? yeah, dude. Unfortunately, Chelsea, you will never drink out of one of them. I don't want to. I know how much I paid for. <laughs> don't let them. So, ah! That's the soap! <laughs> Actually, it's petty larceny. Oh. <laughs> Actually, it could be grand larceny. It depends how much the nursing home charged for that pen. It was an expensive pen. Mm -hmm. I was with you when you bought it. Listen, if it's anything no, like the federal yes, government... You were. No, I had that one. That's like an you. eight... That's oh, at least an eight thousand dollar pen. Thought that was my original. No, no, no. Speaking of, did you steal your scissors back? Cause yeah. they're missing. Wait. The nurse scissors? Yeah, you did a while ago. Uh, Maybe. What the fuck? No, but you know what though? I don't think so. Cause I had two pairs and I only have one anymore. Well. I, hey, hey, I, I bet got you. None. Hey, I bet you did your shaggies when you find them. I <laughs> I'm not going in that. If so, you really need them, I got them. Dude, there's shit, the the, the shit probably in that closet that'll eat you. No. <laughs> no. So, whenever somebody buys this house, they can fucking deal with that. Mm -hmm. So, he, he convinces Mary that Lynette Squeaky From, who is a runaway. What are we at? 70. And has nowhere else to go. Will you go to 90? Let her move in. In a, in, a, in a very short matter of time, the household goes from poor Charlie, Mary, and Squeaky to 18 women and Charlie. And Squeaky. And Mary. And the bed was Squeaky. Um, yes, Charlie targeted mm -hmm. individuals. WD-40, Tom, while you're fixing the doors, spray the box spring. <laughs> actually, I, actually, we, we tighten that bed frame up I just, once a month. I was going to say, I did it last week. Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes people say it's easier because you know the right spot. Never mind. So Charlie targeted <laughs> individuals who are mostly insecure and social outcasts. Oh, Manson loved the whole free love movement and eventually convinces his family that he's a guru. Do you know, do you know how I knew from very early reports that something was going to happen with this man in his life? Something negative? What? It's because <laughs> he never put his fucking shopping carts back. <laughs> that was funny, Wheels. If, if you're, you're gonna, gonna play in Texas, you gotta fit play for. That's an Alabama song. Yeah, listen, people in Texas don't give a fuck about what people from Alabama think, Wheels. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess I respect Alabama more than I do Oklahoma. It, it, it depends on if we want gumbo or not. <laughs> if you want gumbo, you go to Louisiana. You're right. You're right. Not Alabama. Yeah. No, but if you want good gator, you go to Bama. Alabama's got some good gator. The gators swim up from Louisiana. Well, no, it's just that I'm not a big Cajun because, like, a lot of the true Cajun is charred Cajun. Mm-hmm. And, I and you know where the Cajuns come from? Yeah, Louisiana. No, Canada. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Yeah. They were run out of Canada. Run out of, they had like the whole middle of the fucking country, buddy. From Louisiana <laughs> up to the north end of Canada. They weren't run out of the country. You were trying to take yes, over they this were. They were. They were put on a boat, shipped down as far away possible so that they couldn't find their way home. And then you fuckers took over everything in between. Yeah, and then we invented hockey. So And then you got too preoccupied to keep taking over the rest of the world. <laughs> we got distracted. We found maple syrup and Canadian bacon and poutine. Well, I, one thing I will argue with until I am dead in the ground, sir. Canadian up, bacon Dave? is a slice of fucking ham. Yeah, I don't like it either. I'm not a fan. Um, so anyways... Manson embraces the free love movement. Hey, Dave, you sent me that message about voting for your cat. It doesn't start until January 29th. So once that starts, buddy, oh. Buddy's got my vote. Oh, speaking of January 29th, no. we're going to talk oh, yeah, about that's right. hey, no. days before, before the 29th. Before January 29th. No. no. January 21st, people. Oh, great. Here we go again. You all need to pile in your cars. Drive out. No. To Fredonia. Fredonia. It's in New York, not Fredonia. Fredonia, Pennsylvania. To the Sundance Arena. Sundance Rodeo Arena. To watch Jimbo's dumbass. Hey. Wrestle a fucking bull. What's he doing? He's wrestling a bull. Listen, listen. He told you both of us in the garage. Listen, how do you know it's a bad idea? He says, Dad. Definitely. I need to send them a copy of my health insurance card. Wait, when did you tell me this? You did not. I told you. I told you. I I was like, all right, wait a minute. Are you going to be like one of those crazy dudes? I was doing important paperwork. And (laughs) and he says, I'm going to wrestle a bull. Yeah. 
I said, are you going to like be wearing like one of those fucking bubble balls <coughs> where the bull hits you and you go fucking flying? He goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> Our job is to come flying through the air, jump on the bull, on its put, head. It, put it no. in a sleeper hold. You got to turn its ho- you gotta yeah, turn- horns. You have to grab it. And make it tap out. Is there a prize? Yeah, if you get faster. <laughs> yeah, you don't die and have to use your insurance. Have you ever done this? Yeah, at Chris's house, when the bull was acting up, I had to take it to the ground. Oh, yeah. So, See, there's a difference between a domesticated bull and a rodeo bull, yeah, brother. Yeah. It was a so, Holstein. So, that, that, that's a cow! That, that's the breed means nothing. The Holstein's a cow! Holstein's a breed. Well, Holstein is actually just cow together, ain't it? Yeah. It was, it that had doesn't horns. count? I don't know. They all, all, they all have little fucking nubs. Not the fucking Wait, ones that rodeo are... bulls. It don't mean if it, it don't matter for riding or wrestling. They are bred and sold Excuse to be me. mean. Yeah. Neither of this matters. Who decided that you were doing this? Uh, him. Why? Because he's his own man and doesn't need any woman to tell him what to do. You. <laughs> the views of Mike uh, do not <laughs> represent the views yeah. of Mike has a drink LLC. Excuse you. <laughs> that, uh, that was a crown royal time. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk after about this. God damn, my thing fell asleep again. Yeah, your whole body's about to when she's done with you. I so don't know. worry. <laughs> so I probably don't need her help. I can't even get into my laptop. So Is that what the kids are calling it these days? <laughs> Something like that. No, it's what you be calling it so, these days. So anyways, during the whole free love, he becomes a guru. Quickly develops a group of followers called the Manson Fan. Manson Which was... Predominantly all women, almost under, all women. No, per, uh, no, it was predominantly underage women, though. Yes. So, and like we said before, runaways, socially outcasts, blah, and uh, they decided they're going to get in a school bus and travel around California, and eventually settle in the Topanga Canyon, Malibu, and Venice area. This is when the this is when we start. Get ready. We're getting ready for the Beach Boy time. Well, this is when the I party. Know. No, this is when the party start this that attract the yes. Beach Boy to this it. This is yes. when shit gets <laughs> fucking wild. So, in 1967, Mary gives birth to a child. You, you want to know? Listen, how do you know that your your fucking cult is on the up and up, and you're about to fucking take off? The mother of the cult. Gives birth to the first cult child in a condemned house that the whole Manson family is squatting in. That's when you know shit is about to take off. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to Smith, who was the PO and the criminology researcher feeding everybody LSD. He states in his book, Love Needs Care... That Manson used the LSD and unconventional sexual practices. I'm going to need some more details about what is quote-unquote unconventional. Uh, He's the one who came up with the Alabama handbag. Oh, yeah, that's... Okay, that's fair. So, he uses that stuff to reprogram his followers, uh, Urban Dictionary people, um, to reprogram his followers into empty vessels... That would accept anything he said. Paul Watkins, who was a member of the family, 
later testifies that Manson would encourage group or family LSD trips where they were getting heavy doses and he would take a lighter dose so that he can then program the family members to be nope. susceptible to whatever his idea is. And one of the questions that he would ask people um, would be, would you kill for me? Nope. No, yes. in Alabama, a handbag is where you put I your would. testicles I inside would do it for you, Mike. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. So, while in this area... Oh, maybe in the hot pocket. Yeah, an Alabama handbag... Oh, no, no, the hot pocket is to take yes. a shit in a vagina. That's where you insert... <clears throat> wow. Listen. We don't need it. Our listeners can just look that up. I'm yeah. Could... Why are you rubbing my leg like you're getting turned on while reading that? Yeah. She's, she's like, you're about to, you're about to go to Alabama tonight. <laughs> so, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, that's the Mississippi handbag. Uh, that's different. That's different. What? You can't have any teeth. Oh. The Mississippi handbag is when you don't have any teeth. Yeah. Well. No teeth are involved. Well, actually, yes, teeth are actually involved. But he better fucking hope not. You have to borrow them from your grandparents. Use the uh, dentures. So, during this time, there's this famous band called <laughs> the Beach Boys. <laughs> what are you reading now? Again, the hot pocket, the Alabama hot pocket is fucking worse. Yeah. Oh. So, Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys is driving through Malibu one day. And he sees two female hitchhikers. He picks them up, takes them home to wherever the Manson family was staying. Doesn't think anything of it. Goes on about his day. A few days later, he sees those two girls again. He picks them up, and instead of taking them back to the Manson compound, takes them to his house, and they're hanging out, and they're talking, and he's talking about how he has a guru, and he just left a meeting, and the two girls say, oh, well, we have a guru as well. His name's Charlie. And they talk a little bit, and then he leaves for a recording session. What happens next? He goes to a Manson party. At his own house. Huh? He, he comes oh. back. He comes back from his recording session. In the driveway, poor, young, innocent Charlie is standing there. He introduces himself. They shake hands. They become good friends. Right. When they walk into the house, there is... 82. About 15 to 18 other young female Manson family members in the house. And my iPad fell asleep again. We got like, we got a. We're, on, we're almost where we need to be. I forget my password now. Um. You gotta make your password so, memorable. It is memorable. I just forgot it. So they begin to talk. He mentions that blah 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 blah. He returns. The house is filled with a bunch of women. At first, Wilson's fascinated, and during an interview with Rave Magazine, actually refers to Charlie as the Wizard. 
They become good friends, and over the next few months, women from the Manson family are housed in Wilson's residence. This relationship lasts for about six months. Until? Until Wilson says, this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> Stop snooping. Um. Go ahead. You know, and then and then Manson writes a song called "Cease to Exist," mm-hmm. which is what we came into. Or no, we came into. No, we the, came into "Never Learn Not to Love." It's which been retitled. The Beach Boys changed like three words of yep. the entire song. Yeah. And then relabeled it as. Never learned not to love and gave no credit to Manson. No, no. Which pissed Manson off and then caused... Which, which actually kind of surprises me that he was not one of the people on the Helder Skelter list. Right. And maybe it was just because he didn't know where he was. It's because he didn't know how to fucking spell it. <laughs> He's illiterate, Tom. So, but during the whole... Then, then Dennis goes into fucking hiding over yeah. it. He goes and lives in a basement. Because he's so scared yeah. of what Manson's yeah. going to do to him yeah. for not giving him credit for the song. Yeah. Well, that and some other things. But right, right. Wilson, during this time before the falling out, Wilson introduces Manson to a few of his friends in the music industry. Manson records songs in Wilson's home studio. Like Tom said, one was called Cease to Exist. Gets retitled to Never Learn Not to Love, Wilson takes sole credit for the song, and when later he gets asked about it, he explains that Manson relinquished his rights when the family wrecked two of Wilson's luxury cars, stole all of his memorabilia, and ended up staying in his house when Wilson had to flee, not return, and live in somebody else's fucking basement. Um... Uh, Mike Love is, I think he's probably another Beach Boy. I don't know the Beach Boys. But somebody named Mike Love writes a book, and in the book he recalls that Wilson states, I'm petrified of Charlie. I knew I needed to get him out of my house. But I was so afraid of him, and after some of the things that I've seen, the easier solution was for me to leave for a recording session and not come back. Because he states that he saw freaking... Mike's iPad shut down again. <coughs> I gotta do something about this. But anyways, he <coughs> saw Charlie kill a black man Oh, by cutting him in half <coughs> using an AK-4 or an M-16 rifle while the guy was standing in the hallway. So, obviously, That's, this I, is no, right no, before... No, how, no, no, I, I, no, I don't no, think no. it would happen. No, 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 no. I call bullshit. Yeah. Because there's no fucking way an M16 is cutting anybody in half. I mean, I guess well, if you shoot a, them in well, half... Well, no. No, no, no. Who the fuck's going to stand there long enough to get cut in half? Maybe he was tied up. I don't know that. I don't know that. that. It was Listen, I wasn't there. I don't know Mike Love. I don't know this Wilson character. I don't know what happened. He could have made the whole thing up. He could have. I think he probably did. He That's made, like some Hollywood legend shit. Yeah, like, he, like, like someone he, flying 13 he feet in the air when they get shot. 
Right. He wanted to justify why he left all his valuable shit in the house instead of asking the Mansons to leave. Quickest way to uh, victimize yourself is villainize everyone around you. That's right. So, um, this is where we are going to stop. Which is what he just did. Yeah, he definitely did. So, we're going to stop here. Sorry, you don't go into those parties committing dirt and then go, wait a minute. Wasn't me. That's too much dirt. Yeah, that wasn't me. I didn't know we were going to actually do LSD. I thought you all just talked about it. I didn't know we were actually going to have sex with 14-year-old girls. I didn't know there was going to be girls here. Um... You know, I thought I didn't know that your job title was a pimp and you were going to bring girls. So we're stopping there. Next week we're going to get into the helter skelter. Are we actually doing? The we we week. actually waiting a week? We are. Oh we shit! Are. Okay. We're going to get into helter skelter. We're going to get into all the murders. We're going to get into the whole aftermath. I felt like. Poor little Charlie deserved two episodes and two legitimate episodes because at this point, two more drinks, we definitely will be speaking cursive. And I'm actually kind of. That's why I said two. So I've been taking it easy. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel like we would give Charlie justice. Well, he doesn't really deserve justice. I don't feel like we would give the victims of Helter Skelter justice. Um, you know. You ever watch that show on uh, the one news channel, Walk Up, like mm-hmm. Saturday Nights, they used to run it? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on one of their episodes for like 0.25 seconds. Yeah. Actually, how much time we got left? 89. We don't have any time. Put your fucking shopping carts away. Check on your friends. We love you. Wait. Hold on, I got to hit this button. It's not working. Like seven times. There you go. Okay. We love you.